Welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the recap of Temptation Island Season 3, Episode 7. Now, Chris, we start off with the post-bonfire kind of um, uh, scenes with the boys and, and old Tom's feeling a bit sorry for himself there, isn't he? Yeah. Now, now look... Not a fan of Chelsea whatsoever, but what is Tom getting upset for, Dave? He was rubbing fucking sun cream into some girl's arse. He's brown been, sun cream. Brown sun Exfoliation cream. Exfoliation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been really getting into every crevice there on, on that girl. And and how can he really, as much as I think Chelsea's playing the game and she's been waiting for an opportunity to do something, they're as bad as each other. They're as bad as each other. Yeah. I, I think morally as a couple, there's just a pair of dickheads Dave I don't like either of them even being honest and I think it's purely for the TV and we've we've questioned are they even together I've read loads of things this week on social media and we were tagged last week on our Facebook page which our good friend Charlene runs sorry Charlene we've been forgetting about that the last few weeks so get over to Facebook guys Chris and Day's reality TV cast before we carry on um, and she promotes it over there and really appreciate what she does and we have a good discussion but there's been a lot of articles, Dave, about is anybody even together or with it anybody together when they went into the actual thing in. And I just don't know with Tom and Chelsea. I'm just bored of fucking listening to the crap, to be honest. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of chatter, isn't there? Because we speculated at the start. It's like they've been together a year, but the way they're behaving is like they're this bickering old couple that have been together for decades and and their behaviour doesn't really indicate that they're still in that year-long relationship, half of which at least must have been in lockdown. The only nagging doubt that I've got, nagging being an interesting word that I'm choosing to use there, is like if you were going into this as Chelsea, why would you choose a character that is a complete C next Tuesday? And And... For Tom, why would he be, you know, here is my character brief, brief, sleazy motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why they would choose these personas for themselves if they're going to be completely fake about it. Because the only reason, the only motivation they must have to, to do that, to be fake, is so that they can build up a kind of social media career or, you know, I think they're both... Uh, they're both in LA aren't they both aspiring actors I think I read somewhere or at least one of them is well why would you behave like this that's the nagging doubt that I have because I don't think either is particularly endearing like you say they're they're both as bad as each other just in different ways I think I think the thing that I'm saying as bad as each other the thing that puts me off Chelsea a little bit more is that she doesn't acknowledge anything that she's doing wrong at all. And she, uh, we talk about people growing and stuff and learning things about themselves. Well, she, she hasn't learned anything about herself at all. She just projects negative feelings onto other people. You know, Blake, he think, oh, and he's fuck, he fucking is fake, isn't he? Let's face oh, it. Time. I mean, big she'll, time. Get a, she'll get a rude awakening at some point. And she had it right when she called him out as being fake a few weeks ago. But 
let's let's pretend for a second that he isn't. Well, he's just going to be an arsehole in her eyes in in a short amount of time anyway. <laughs> you know, so he he'll have thought he's he's won. You know, if he gets to the end, they they leave the island together, and then she'll just start treating him like shit as well. So, you know, the I, I, thing I think at least Tom, as sleazy as he is seems to be at least making the noises that, you know, oh, I'm learning stuff about myself and, you know, I'm embracing this part of myself. I, I thought, I mean, not to go too far into the episode too quick, but, you know, in his, in his video message later on when he's going, hey, baby doll, I thought that's a bit fucking creepy, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what it was, just the way he said it. It was like, that's a bit weird. But yeah, so I I don't know. I I think I'm actually I think fifty fifty. Are they a fake couple, or are they just a couple of see you next Tuesdays? <laughs> that those are the only two options, by the way. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I I, I think you're right. I think Chelsea very much is living a double standard, isn't she? Tom, he's yeah. he's not he's not caring. I know he's not kissed anybody yet. I mean, I suppose we've got to talk. I know it's jumping across the episode, but it is about this couple, Dave. But finally, fucking Blake the Fake. Hey, how can I do that, Dave? Blake the Fake, that's his name. Blake, Blake the Fake uh, actually put it on her <laughs> and Chelsea reciprocated the kiss and they kissed a couple of times. And Tom, she was like, Tom, 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 who? Who, who, who is that guy? So... She's not got a leg to stand on. It will be interesting because Tom seemed to be the one initially who was more interested than she was in, like, even Blake at that point. And something switched for her the way she's just changed. So, so the fact that Chelsea's now done this, I don't really think she's got much of an argument if she sees Tom. Once Tom sees her kissing, I think all bets will be off, Dave. I think he'll go straight for it. I think next week might be interesting. I, I think Tom might already have had the appropriate kick in the balls that he needs to actually just go and do something. Because yeah. I, I'm, he might as well. The, again, sticking on them, right? We'd seen the kiss. You know, she'd kissed Blake. And even on the way to go into the video message, she's just like, well, he doesn't respect our relationship or he doesn't do this or do that you know it's as if she's got amnesia she's for- forgotten completely about her own situation and about the hypocrisy of it all she's just basically tom's an arsehole and that's the start middle and end of the conversation yeah yeah and, and like you, i mean it's weird isn't it dave because you've got usually in a couple one of them is a redeemable character, isn't there? Someone's got something that you're interested in, but I've got fucking no race, no horse in this race with these two. I don't care whether they're together or not. Whoever gets with them after this is going to be in a heap of shit, Dave. An absolute <laughs> heap of shit. So, yeah, and, and I agree. I, I keep going back to it, but that's that's why I think, or I'm leaving the door open on why they're not actually fake. Because why would you behave like that? Unless they just are really good, um, really good actors, and, and they're just choosing a persona that is completely unlikable, um, and and you know, I, I just couldn't see why you do that. I tell you what. So moving on from them slightly, 
one couple, Chris, has turned me around completely. So going back to our episode one, I thought, you know, within a couple of episodes, I think I thought Julian would have cheated. You know, given his history and everything, I, I just I thought that was it. He's completely turned me around. He seems like a really, really nice guy. And actually, when Tom was obviously upset and everything, and you can always see in the in the car journey on the way back, you know, he's always the one who's giving the other lads a bit of a pep talk and whatever. He, he just seems like an all-round good guy to me. He does, to be fair, Dave. And, and I think that, that leads into sort of with him... And and it's his redemption thing, but is it? I still think Kristen. She's a lovely girl, Dave. She is, and she's done nothing for you to say. Oh, what's she up to? She's done absolutely nothing. She she's been there to see what Julian does, and I think she, I think she's using it the right way. As in, she's not tempted, but she doesn't know whether Julian is, and that's where mm. I think this whole experiment for her is. He knows he can trust her, and she can trust herself. At the moment, anyway, I've not seen anything from her to suggest. She would cheat, but she wanted to make sure Julian is, you know, is is a man of his word considering he's cheated a couple of times in the past. Mm. And, but but then obviously Julian, you know, he's with is it Maya that the girl who's yeah, a, she yeah. she's very similar to Kristen. She she's a bit of a firecracker, that, that Latino spirit about her. Dave, he's got to stay well away from that girl because uh, <laughs> what was she going on about? She just fucking lost it, didn't she? Well. You tell me how this scene unfolded, because I, I I'm not I'm not entirely sure I understood exactly what was happening in that kitchen. I, I, she said, that, I can't remember the girl's name. The blonde girl made five chicken wings because she was waiting, and she just kicked off about it. And I'm like, but why? We're not fucking. It's not Big Brother where you're on rations every week or something. You've got to do a challenge, or you're on rice and beans. They're obviously well fed, and there's a gym there and everything. It's like Love Island, isn't it? There's always a stream of food and stuff. So I don't. I couldn't work that out, and then she, I just can't keep it in. And I'm like, so you basically you've been fucking blagging um, Julian for weeks now, aren't she? She's just been playing the character because she's obviously an absolute firecracker. I'm going to sit on Maya's side a little bit more on this. Because I, I, what I think was happening was, I mean, between her and Julian, they were making food for everyone. That's what they were doing. And then someone came came along and then just started picking away at the food that was already there. But I couldn't tell if they were just taking food that was already there or started cooking. If they just started cooking, fair enough. She's gone way overboard there. But, I mean, <laughs> I think... I, I thought someone was just coming and taking the food, um, which was in the middle of being prepared. In which case, I thought, well, oh, fair play. I, I could see myself in the kitchen getting a bit grumpy about that. But I'll tell you what else it did, Chris. It, it seemed to be a red flag for Julian, for sure. But this was a mirror of what Kristen did. In was it the first or the... Yes. I think it might have been the second episode where, you know, all the lads were being a bit boisterous and and uh what have you and she was like you know we have to live here so you're all gonna clean up now so i thought it was funny they they did almost exactly the same thing yeah i, I mean look i think there's nothing there for julian she's a little bit flirty with him not pushing it too much he he certainly isn't dave and even later on you know he, he wasn't interested but I think, I think one thing I want to talk about, and it's a big thing, I think, as well, which would explain a lot of this, and it may actually get Kendall off the hook slightly for, for what's happened. So so we've been really critical because you, you, you're trusting that 
they're a couple that what we see on screen is genuine. You know, they have been a couple. Now, we got tagged, didn't we, on our Facebook page, uh, one of our listeners saying that basically uh, Kendall, not Julian, Kendall, before he went into the actual place, realised they were casting for it, then rang round a lot of his ex-girlfriends to see who would want to go in with him on Temptation Island to raise basically the social media profile. And that, Dave, I'm not saying it's not... that Because she's obviously, you know, um, Erica's been really upset... Really upset, aren't she? You know, completely mm-hmm. upset with what he's done, and 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 we've all took it at face value. You know, he's had he, he slept with someone, he's had a threesome. We couldn't understand his his cheek of basically saying, "I don't give a fuck." You know, I'm here, I'm single, I don't care. Blah blah blah. Playing up to the cameras, you know, he's he's really been enjoying himself. She hasn't, and then now it's it's revealed that they may actually be a fake couple where they were never together when they came in. They've been together in the past, but it's basically that might be why she's not that bothered. However, I'm still skeptical because she still looks like she would probably take him back, which I find bizarre. So what would you think about all that, Dave? Because it may explain his behavior. I, again, I'm probably 50, 50 on that. I just don't know why you would go into something like this and be a complete arsehole. I mean, we're going to read out an email in, in a bit, aren't we? And it's going to talk a little bit about kind of what Kendall's doing and how that is abuse. And I think last week I was wobbling a bit. I was like, is it really abuse or is he just being an arsehole? And, you know, it, it's down to Erica. She should just really walk away from it. He's being a cock. Um, I, I don't know why you would behave like that. Because what he's doing... And you see it even more on tonight's show. He's just out there to fill his fucking boots, isn't he? Yeah. He is what Jay from the Inbetweeners, in his head, actually is. (laughs) 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 He's just fucking going there. He's getting it wherever he can. He does not give a fuck. But he's on a complete hall pass because him and Erica didn't make any rules. Yeah. (laughs) It's like... Again, if if they were in on this thing together, him and Erica, well, surely you know she might as well have a bit of fun. <laughs> you know, yeah. if it's part of part of a deal to just raise your social media profile, then you know she's acting like she's acting like she's kind of numb to it all. But then you see these quieter moments where she's crying on her own in the bedroom and stuff. I I think she's just trying to put on a front. And, you know, to me, I, I'm, I'd say it's 50-50. I'm more, I think, 60-40, 60 in favour that they are a real kind of couple, abusive at that, but a real one, and, and 40 that they are just fake and playing characters. Yeah, it, look, I, I still think that he's blagging. He is cheating, Dave, I do. But it was a really interesting article because it does, even me, Mr. Skeptical, I'm like, Hang on a minute, you know, because she has been a bit too cool. And I said last week, it is a form of abuse. You said the same, you know, Mm. uh, we've had an email about which we'll read out in a bit. It it is bad because even tonight's episode, she was still wavering and still almost making excuses for it. You know, I know, um, I I know obviously we've got the message we'll talk about a bit later, but I I don't know. I I just can't understand her. She should just be putting a full stop on what is behaviour. And then that's 
the end of it. Goodbye. See you later. I'm better than this. I don't deserve this. And even his dialogue sort of like as if like he's doing her a favor by cheating on her. <laughs> I think he's brilliant. He's got right. some nerve. Ah, he's got some fucking cojones, uh, you know. That's one way to put it. But I, I don't know it. I think he's got that sociopathic gene. <laughs> I think you know. Think about it. You know, he's going on about you know. I fire someone in in a second or whatever it, he he said the other week. You know about how he runs his own business. You know, Erica. When it comes down to the to the video messages, she didn't send anything. And he seemed genuinely shocked by that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. are you fucking simple or something? What, what is going on in your head? Yeah, you, she only has to have seen a fraction of what you you've been getting up to. But in his video message, he's saying, you know, he's he's fully committed to this experience, and you know, I'm learning a lot, I'm growing a lot. You know, the usual bullshit, Chris. I think we should come up with the bullshit card for these things as well you know being yeah. on a journey and growing and- i know it's <laughs> fucking nonsense in it oh i've been through some real trials in my life and, and this feels like it's the the journey that i need to take no kendall the only thing that you're fucking raising is your fucking what's in your pants my friend because he isn't having the time of his life and also dave let's talk about that actually what was going on with the threesome because alexis all of a sudden just went cold she's like I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that I sound a bit too enthusiastic about the threesome, but I was like, they, they were all dressed up, weren't they, toga party? They're in the hot tub. He's sort of encouraging it. He obviously likes watching, and there's been action there, and she just switched off, didn't she? And she's like, mm. no, I'm out. And I'm thinking, ooh, what's... And I, I couldn't work out... I'm not saying she has to do a threesome every time for the cameras or whatever, but <laughs> it was a real turn all of a sudden because she's been really like... I thought she's been like quite in control of that situation. And she's just like, no, nah, I'm out. I'm, I'm mad. I've had enough. Now, whether she's going to bin him off, I don't know. But I thought that was really interesting as well. Yeah, and I'd, I'd be really interested, like, what what the kind of time scale is on this thing. Because to me, it's almost like a, it's a natural thing that's going to happen, isn't it? Because, I mean... You've got Alexis, and then it's Nicole, isn't it? Who's who's the bisexual one? So Nicole seems to be kind of okay with it being a throuple kind of situation, whereas I think for Alexis, it was just something like it was a bit fun, bit of experimentation, and and they were both actually on um, separately, but they were on the Reality Steve podcast last week, so it's interesting to hear them. They they couldn't give out any spoilers, but. You know, there's there's obviously a needle now between them two. So something's obviously going to happen. Uh, they couldn't allude to, but I don't think there's any love loss between them two now. But yeah, I think Alexis is developing genuine feelings. So she's moving, she's moving past that kind of stage where it's just all about the lust. And now she's getting actual feelings. And, you know, she doesn't, she just wasn't feeling it on that particular night. Mm. we've all been there dave <laughs> <laughs> not in a threesome but anyway um but yeah yeah <laughs> i bet said that very quickly no, but I, I do i do think and and at the end of the day like i do just genuinely think nicole is there for a bit of fun that, that's it and you know when we'd had the the whole discussion and she was getting a bit a bit teary when uh Corey chose someone else and you know she was 
mouthing off in the kitchen you know she was obviously disgusted that you know he chose someone else and she loves falling in love and it's like er, er, danger will robinson yeah (laughs) stay away um but i so i think she's a good pairing for kendall quite honestly because he's not there to find love or anything he's just there what what was it he said to fully commit to the experience (laughs) (laughs) Which is a a different way of saying he's there to fucking shag whatever he can. (laughs) I was going to say, when he goes out and he fucking nails somebody, does he just go, it was all part of the evening. It was just part of my experience of going out. It was all contained in there. It doesn't mean I don't love you. What a load of bullshit. I've grown as a person since, though. I shrank a bit after that. He's the guy guy who comes into school, doesn't he? And the dog's at his own work and stuff, Dave. He's always... And he's a dead convincing... He's dead convincing with people that he's actually in the... the, You know, he's right sort of thing. So... Oh, absolutely. Fucking nonsense. Absolute narcissist. So, yeah, nonsense. But... Moving on, Dave. So so we've gone to... We get the messages now. So we get the little iPad, don't we, which we sent off. So the first one's Erin... And I, you know what, Dave? I don't know what was going on, but I didn't think Corey did anything wrong. I thought his message was really good. Yeah, I know she was upset he didn't say I loved her, but I thought he was giving her all the reassurances she wanted out of, the, out of their relationship. He's not cheated. Yeah, he's talked to a few girls. He's been the odd one-liner there about him wanting to be treated better and blah, blah, blah. And she's saying she has to grow as a person. But I couldn't... I don't know about you, Dave, but I could not see what she was actually moaning at. I just thought it was another brilliant example where one person does one thing a particular way and somewhat, some other person does exactly the same, but that is shit. Yeah. <laughs> so she was upset that Corey didn't say that, that he loved her anywhere in the message. Well, you know what, Chris? Neither did fucking she. <laughs> she <laughs> oh, didn't yeah. say she loved him. You know, so presumably they have to record these messages and then, you know, they get to see them, but they've already recorded them. So she was giving him shit for not saying he loved her, but she didn't say she loved him. So it's like, it's one rule for one and one for the other, isn't it? Just another hypocritic, that's not the right thing, hypocrisy. I don't know, you know what I'm trying to say. She was just being a hypocrite, wasn't she? And so, yeah, I, I thought Corey said exactly the right thing. Uh, it wasn't enough for her. I do think I, I had Erin down, quite honestly, to cheat quite early on in this. She does seem to have had that wake-up call. She's definitely had the opportunity. You could see, what was the what was the guy's name? They had to get rid of Shaquille, didn't they? You know, he was the one that and yeah. she was getting quite upset there. But he would have been, you know, first in line if, if she was giving off any signals. But... I found it a bit creepy. It was the other footballer, the guy she took on the first date. They were kind of having a bit of a bit of banter, but he was trying. To, he kept trying to move in closer, and she kept backing away. Did you, did you notice that bit? No, I didn't see that. No, it, I can't remember. They 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 were messing around, but he was just trying to move in, you know, to a you know into her personal space, and she kept backing off. So I think for her, she's had that wake up call already. You know, she she's learned a bit about herself. She does want to focus on uh, Corey. And so, I, I, again, I think he's probably gained a little bit in self-confidence as well. You know, he probably, he was being treated like shit and felt like he that's what he deserved. You know, he didn't feel like he, he deserved anyone like Erin. So, so he's done his own kind of um, 
growing. I, th- I want to avoid the bullshit bingo, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think, you know, she's a bit upset, but I think she'll get over that. So, yeah, I, I think those two will leave um, right now. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And and we got, you know, we talk, we've talked extensively about Kendall and Erica, but the, the top and tail of it was, he sent her a message. She was, she, he, she, he was blown away. She didn't unbelievable i think she did the right thing maybe i'm get, i'm doing her a disservice some of the things i said earlier but then you've got Kristen gets one from julian and dave what more do you want and and there's still a massive trust issue there but i thought his message to her was bang on i think it, you know he's so committed to the relationship and i think she is as well but she's just apprehensive and freddie hurt by what he's done and he'll have to really gain a trust again but i just think i didn't think they'd last but i think they're going to come out of this like you'd say earlier on they're going to come out of this probably the strongest couple yeah and and we'd heard initially about julian's cheating again they've been together for a long time haven't they so i can't help but wonder was this like a high school thing you know was this something that happened early on in their relationship or all the signs are at the moment, you know, because of that cheating. You've that, you know, that's the first problem. That's probably the root cause. But then, you know, all this kind of trauma that they've had in their lives, the fact that their families are so close as well, creates that added kind of pressure when you've got your own doubts as well. So it seems like Kristen's really the one who's kind of come around to that way of thinking that actually, you know what being surrounded by all these single douchebags has helped me realise that Julian's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, babe. I like that. I do like that. I mean... Oh, <laughs> look, there's not many catches there, is there? Really? No, no there isn't, to be fair. I think... I don't, No, I agree. I, I've not... Any of the guys, I've not seen anything from them to suggest. I think Shaq was the only one who come across as quite genuine out of all the guys that's even the even the ones who are still in there, Dave. I still find that bizarre. She got rid of him. Unless they got she got rid of him because of the temptation of it all. I'm not sure that she thought she may do something. So she had to get rid of him. But he was genuinely upset. She was. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But Dave, come on. We're on to Chelsea and Tom now. <laughs> fucking hell. What is going on with these two pair of fucking dildos? I know we talked to him at the start, but fucking hell. It's just nobody's buying what these two are selling at all, are they? It's just bullshit. I'm not buying any of this now. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not. I just do... I know you said it at the start, and we've all said it. I'm not... I, it was so fake at the end. It was unbelievable. Again, I, I don't know why you would... why you would choose to be, you know, either of those characters. That, that's why I don't think it's fake. Or, or I'm on the fence of it being fake. <laughs> you know, I, I just think that you know he's he he's all gushing and everything he's like hey you know i've i've embraced this side side of myself but you know been missing you and whatever and she's just like you know i'm not going to look backwards i'm i'm only looking forwards in other words i found someone here you know that's that's what she's saying so yeah i i don't know and I, I know there's a lot of people out there who are calling it all fake but i just i i I still don't see what your motivation for being that person would be. Yeah, that's true. No, honestly, Dave, it's good to have that uh, other flip of the coin. Now, now, Dave, we're going to uh, read out the email we've had from Alison, and it's a call. It's the first email. 
pull up a chair, guys, because it's, it's really it's a really lovely email. It's in relation to what we said last week with uh, Kendall and Erica. So, so the email's entitled, Love Your Cover is a Temptation Island and Love Island. Hi, Chris and Dave. You guys are the best. I recently discovered the world of reality TV, and I've been having great fun binging Love Island and listening to your recaps after each episode. Your podcast is hilarious. Sadly, my first email to you is a long-ass pseudo-essay that was inspired by the serious topic of relationship with Bruce. I was in an abusive relationship myself and also grew up with an abusive parent, so I thought about this topic way too much. I agree with Chris that Kendall cheating on Erica is openly, in this case, a form of abuse. It fits perfectly into the abusive cycle. He has clearly escalated his bad behaviour repeatedly in the past and gotten her to believe she deserves to be treated the way he treats her and to blame herself for her reactions to it. So whether his plan works out in the long run or not, this is my honest read on how Kendall expects this to go. Yes, this is going to sound insane because it is. Kendall is using the no rules excuse to purposely hurt and humiliate Erica as much as possible. Of course, while having his fun in the sun, hashtag single life, then he will put on a show to get her to deny the validity of her emotions and perhaps even apologize for how hurt and manipulative she was by not being honest about no rules in order to reconcile with her, with him. This will reinforce his I'm rational and your emotional BS while also breaking down her self-confidence even further. She'll feel guilty for every breakthrough she has had and think she was disloyal to him. He may even make the point that she was more disloyal to him because he didn't say disrespectful and hurtful things about her motivations. Once she takes him back, she will be even more isolated from her friends and family who will judge our relationship based on an edited reality TV show. And don't support your decisions as an adult. He will be so proud of her for her growth, which will all be about placing logic over emotions. And she'll be such a special and unique woman who understands things on a deeper level than the haters. Very true, actually, Alison. Abusers tend to create an emotional dynamic that functions similar to an addiction. Love bombing their victim and then denying that love so the victim desperately does whatever they can to feel that feeling again. Periodically, they will let the person feel that love again to keep them hooked. But the rest of the time, they make him miserable make them miserable because it increases the desperation for the good feelings and the powerful feeling of catharsis when things are good. The second Erica allows herself to adopt Kendall's frame of events, she's going to go straight back to him. There's a reason why victims of abuse repeatedly go back to their abusers. All it takes is one slip and they're back in that cycle. Because if you accept the abuser's version of events, even for a moment, there are a lot of very powerful and compelling emotions that come with that. This is why, sadly, I gave it about a 6 out of 10 ch chance she would go back to him at the final bonfire. But more importantly, a 9 out of 10 chance she goes back to him at some point after the show is at least once. She's making good progress and I think the show is actually good for her, but she needs it a little longer than a month and needs to channel less numbness and more rage. If she's going to be able to hold if she's going to be able to hold on to her frame of reality. Anyway, cheers to you and rooting for Erica to defy the odds and leave Mr. Rabbit Veneers in the dust. Alison. Amazing email. Thank you, Alison. And so honest as well. We really appreciate it. Brilliant, brilliant email. Just to clarify, you did say hilarious when you meant actually me, didn't you? Not Dave. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> no, but thank you. So good. So good. That's absolutely brilliant, Chris. And everyone else, if you if you want to get in your, your thoughts, we don't have too many episodes now, so get your thoughts in on what the couples are. We, we've called out at least 50% of the couples now for potentially being fake. Let us what you know. 
So a big thanks today, guys, to our patrons. So Lucky Lulu Green, Kent Gustafsson, and the wonderful Lauren are all patrons today. Lulu Green and Kent are our producers, and Lauren has bought us another coffee. So thank you so much. If you want to contact us on social media, at CD Realitycast. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. So the season's coming towards the end, guys. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks ever so much, Chris. And I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye now.